If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. A lot of people just do things that their parents want them to do or their friends suggest, and they get pressured and do a lot of aspects they don't really want to do. And I just think you have to make it your own. Like when you look back, you want it to be just about you too. This week on the Wedding Planning Podcast, meet special guest Emma, who's here to share the highlights, unique elements, and the planning challenges from their beautiful wedding celebration at Hilton Lake, Las Vegas in February of 2022. We're going to dive right in after a quick word from this week's sponsor, Susan's Travel Services. Susan's Travel Services is so excited to partner with you to plan your honeymoon, destination wedding, or maybe even your bachelor or bachelorette party. Travel and new experiences are incredibly special to me personally, and earlier this year, Susan helped me plan an unforgettable bachelorette party for my sister, Kate, and five of our best friends. Her team meticulously researched the best all-inclusive options for us based on some very specific priorities, and we ended up at a luxurious resort in Los Cabos, Mexico, and needless to say, we had the time of our lives. Best of all, Susan has been in the business for 27 years, and let me tell you, she walks the walk. She personally travels to all of her recommended destinations all the time, so she has firsthand on-the-ground experience with all of the amazing resorts, excursions, and services that she recommends. From all-inclusive resorts in Mexico and the Caribbean, to overwater bungalows in the Maldives, or that African safari you've always dreamed of, save yourself hours of research and guesswork and let Susan and her team find you the best deals on this once-in-a-lifetime vacation. Reach out to Susan and her team today by emailing info at susanstravelservices.com and be sure to let her know that I sent you for $50 off your final booking or $100 off your destination wedding. That email again is info at susanstravelservices.com. My name is Emma and my husband's name is Drew. Um, as far as ages, I just turned 37 and he is 36. Um, when we got engaged, it was Christmas day, 2020, and we got married February 20th, 2022. So it was about 14 months in between. My husband and I pretty much grew up in Las Vegas. And now obviously that's already considered one of the big wedding capitals. So I actually wanted to not get married in Las Vegas. I wanted to do Lake Tahoe or something like that. But the more I thought about it, especially with the pandemic happening, about 90% of our guests lived in Las Vegas. So I didn't want to make people do extra travel and extra expenses. So truly the only place that I thought would be with our vision was Lake Las Vegas, which is a very serene village type of setting about 20 minutes off the strip. There are no casinos there. It's literally the mountains, golf courses, and the lake. So it's very serene. It doesn't feel like you're in Vegas at all. And I thought that would be a really good happy medium between nobody having to travel 
and feeling like you're not in the city. Um, so they have a beautiful Hilton property right in the center that overlooks everything. And that's where we chose um, Hilton Lake Las Vegas. Uh, I wanted a winter wedding always. Uh, I wanted something unique and different. I didn't want it to be in the summer. I wanted a long sleeve dress. I always had. So I figured why not do it around Valentine's Day? My lucky number is 22. So we originally were trying to do 2-22-22, but I think that was on a Wednesday and that didn't really work out. So it was President's Day weekend, which ended up being perfect because it was a three-day weekend. So we had the wedding on a Sunday and then everybody had Monday off. So it was really easy for anyone that did come in and also for people that were hungover, just wanted that extra day off. So we wanted to keep it fairly small. Uh, we ended up inviting about 85. I believe 72 was the final count. So we got almost everybody. I know we wanted to try to do some non-traditional things. Um, we didn't want typical cliches. We didn't want it to feel stuffy. That's just not our personalities. Uh, we had been talking about getting married in the wedding for probably four years. So we had kind of figured out the basics of what we wanted by the time we got engaged. Um, I know that one big thing was we did not want bridal and groom's parties. Uh, I wanted to eliminate that completely. I'd always had really bad experiences and I just wanted to eliminate that stress and not have to match, you know, six groomsmen to choosing bridesmaids and people getting mad. I just wanted to simplify it. So that was definitely one thing that we immediately decided. Um, we just wanted everyone to come and have a really relaxed time. Nobody worry about, you know, checking off all the Pinterest things that bridesmaids have to do. Um, the other thing was that I didn't have any wedding planning help besides a day of coordinator. So I decided I was going to do everything myself um, after I kind of took all the notes in that my husband said, you know, this is really important to me. He wanted these aspects. I knew what to start doing to incorporate everything we both wanted. And, you know, that definitely made it more difficult. I think you take on all the extra stress, you know, nobody's going to be contacting vendor vendors for you. Nobody's going to be finding vendors for you. Um, it definitely caused, you know, a lot of extra stress, but at the same time, I was kind of a control freak and OCD about things. So I really wanted my particular vision and I knew what to look for. And I didn't want anyone else, you know, having those reins. I know for the color scheme, we wanted sage green, rose gold, black and white. So it kind of fit perfectly with the scheme of Lake Las Vegas, which is very desert meets lake. It's the perfect mix of glamour and rustic, I would say. And that's kind of my husband's and I's personalities. I'm very into old Hollywood and glamour, rhinestones, crystals, rose gold, metallics. And he's much more an industrial, you know, he likes minimalism, modernism, and kind of outdoorsy. So we combined them and we would have like a lot of rose gold accents. For example, I got the chairs that were rose gold, but then in the middle of the table, there would be like a slice of wood as like the centerpiece that the flowers set on. So we tried to really combine both of our styles and make it be really reflective of both of us. That was really important. 
that it wasn't just one or the other. He wasn't going to say, oh, just have the most girly wedding you want. I don't care. He wanted to be really involved, um, which I appreciate because then looking back on the photos, it really is timeless and we can look at them 20 years from now and it will still reflect us. I definitely took the reins on a lot of the, you know, tasks about outreach and finding vendors because he really wanted a much smaller wedding. And because I didn't, it was just an easy way for me to say, you know, I know you don't want the stress of this. I'll take it on, which I think is fair. Um, <clears throat> and he even, you know, if I wanted things like the rose gold chairs, I wanted like string lights all on the ceiling to make it kind of look like a starry canopy. You know, he would help me with the cost of those, even though he didn't necessarily care about them, which is really nice. How was your experience with the day of coordinator? Oh, she was a rock star. And the thing about her too, was you start planning with her about three months out. So <clears throat> her whole package included three months of, you know, meeting like a couple times a month to say, do you have this vendor nailed down? Can you send me the invoice? Like she had a whole system where you uploaded everything with every bit of contact information she was going to need, uh, as well as timelines, checklists. Have you done this? Have you done this? And that really helped because by the time the day came, it was so organized and I would recommend her to anybody. She took care of absolutely everything. That's awesome. So it sounds like she was really involved in the months ahead, even though I know she wasn't booking vendors for you and doing, you know, proactive outreach and whatnot, but that sounds like it was extremely well organized, which is always wonderful. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I would have done without her on the day of, because there's just so many moving pieces. Did the two of you do any sort of welcome party or a farewell brunch or anything like that? Or was it pretty uh, rehearsal wedding day. Was that the extent of it? That was pretty much the extent of it. It was really nice. If anyone was coming from out of town that they got to treat it like a vacation. So everyone I knew that came in, you know, came in early and explored Vegas and got to do their own thing. And then because we didn't have a bridal or groom party, we didn't need a rehearsal, but what I did was I turned it into a welcome dinner for immediate family because some of Drew's family hadn't met all of mine and vice versa. So I needed to have this moment where it's not the chaotic craziness and we can just sit together for a couple hours and everyone get to know everyone and, and kind of celebrate without the chaos of the wedding day. And we just did a small dinner the one thing I regret from that is I didn't hire a photographer or anything. And all I have is like a few grainy cell phone pictures, which I know you're not really traditionally hiring a photographer for rehearsal, but I wish I would have, um, because I don't think this group of people will be in the same room very often. And I really wish I would have captured more of that. Um, also a lot of the family was staying at Hilton. So we got to see them here and there. And then a lot of my friends that lived in Vegas used it as a chance as a staycation. So we actually got to have a big breakfast together the morning after the wedding. So we did kind of make it an extended celebration in a way that wasn't just the wedding day. We did it. And I was very conscious of that, that thing about 
it's over in the blink of an eye because that's what everyone said. I was trying so hard all weekend to be present. I made sure not to drink a lot. I was really trying to enjoy the moments. And I have to say, I really did. I was like, don't let all your planning over a year just be gone. You know, like appreciate, look at the tables, look at the people, like go talk to every single guest, like really live in the moment. And it definitely paid off. Oh, that's awesome. And especially having a smaller guest list that always helps as well. I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. It really was perfect. There are only a few hiccups. Awesome. Okay. So let's get into that. You shared a a bit about the rehearsal night or the uh, welcome dinner night. Let's go ahead and start. If you want to walk us through your actual wedding day, just kind of start to finish and kind of your schedule notes and any unique activities that you had lined up for there, the flow of your events, if you want to just run through that for us. Yeah. So one thing I really loved was I was determined to make it very chill and relaxing. And I didn't want this whole get up at 6am, like try to film all these TikTok videos, all this kind of stuff. And with not having bridesmaids that did make it a lot easier. I didn't have, you know, a group of people saying, let's do this and the matching pajamas and the mimosas. And it was just like pretty much whatever I wanted. Um, And it was very chill. We didn't do any of the traditional things like not sleep together the night before. Like we spent the night, we got up at the time we wanted, we went with our two kids down to the breakfast buffet in our pajamas. Um, and then I was like, cool, I'm going to go get my hair and makeup done. And he went to get him and the kids ready. And um, it was very relaxed. Like even the makeup artist was like, you're the most relaxed bride I've ever seen. Um, I just had a little bit of champagne while I was getting my makeup and my hair done. And, um, we had a lot of hours in the schedule, uh, just that were open so that we didn't have to go at a really rushed pace. And I was in a suite with my mom and that whole glam squad team, um, getting, my glam on. Um, we did a first look that was probably one of my favorite parts of the day. Um, then we went in the bridal holding rooms and my husband and I actually hung out together in there. So we spent a lot of time together before actually walking down the aisle, which actually put me at ease because he wasn't nervous at all. So we got a, a lot of moments in our final look where He saw me, the kids saw me, we took pictures together separately. My mom was there. Um, So it was really special to have that right before the whole ceremony started. Um, And then we were, me and Drew were having a glass of champagne in the bridal suite. And then we lined up and I walked down the aisle to a song by the Cranberries called Dreams. Um, we just did everything very much what we wanted to do. Like there was pretty much nothing traditional. We wrote our own vows, started about two months in advance and wrote them in little personalized vow books. Um, our vows were really funny and just so intimate and personal. Like people still bring them up. Like months later, people are like, your vows were something like I've never heard before. Like both of you, people still talk about it. Um, they love them so much. They brought it up the whole night. Um, so that was really special. And then we went to do photos, just the two of us, um, and then some with family in different locations around the resort um, to get some of the really beautiful greenery and the lake. And, you know, the guests were at cocktail hour, which overlooked the lake. It was really pretty. 
And then we did, you know, our entrance to a song by Angels and Airwaves, right into our first dance, which was um, A Kiss to Build a Dream by Louis Armstrong. And then we just kind of started dinner service and open bar and we only allowed two speeches, one each from our best friends that was short, no family talked or anything like that. And then we kind of went into, you know, dinner, dancing, uh, the DJ knew everything we wanted heard. And there was mostly all millennials at the wedding. So our age group was very much like the same music that we all grew up on. And we did a lot of old school, like nineties and early two thousands. So everybody loved it. They're really into the music. Um, and then we cut the cake and had some more, you know, late night drinks and shots. Uh, and then we did a last dance, which is kind of a new trend, um, where you, the DJ knows what song you want. And it's after everybody has cleared out of the room, just you and your husband, pick somewhere and you have a last dance and usually the photographer and videographer are there. Um, so we did it under a gazebo that was covered in fairy lights. So it was really pretty. That sounds um, absolutely perfect. All of yeah. it. <laughs> it, was, it was really beautiful. Um, that kind of wrapped up the night and then some friends were at like the hotel lobby bar drinking. So we went and joined them in a really small group, but yeah, it was perfect. It was early. You know, I think the ceremony was about 3.30 and everything was over by about 9.30. So it wasn't like this crazy, insane thing. It was very go with the flow. I got to talk to all my guests one-on-one. -on -one. We had a photo booth. Um, obviously when the sun was setting, the whole pavilion at Lake Las Vegas on the lake is glass. So you can see the lake and the sunset off the mountains where we also had the string lights on the ceiling. So it just kind of created this ethereal, starry nature vibe. Um, and it was just really romantic and it was high end, but it was also really relaxed. There's nothing like winter in the desert. We are, I'm from San Diego. So we go out to the desert all the time and winter yeah. out there is just really, really special. Sunsets are amazing. Perfect. Mm -hmm. It's perfect. I think you're also going to sell a lot of couples on not having a wedding party, which I know it's not for everyone, but man, there are so many benefits to just having it you and your partner and your timeline. And it cuts out so much of that chaos. Yeah. And I get why people do it. I really think you have to go all in on it and just accept it or not do it at all. Like you have to accept there will be girls with many different opinions and that don't want to wear this dress and that they're all going to fight over the bachelorette party location. And, you know, it's going to be a thing that you just, it's going to be an extra layer of stress. Totally. Um, her five childhood best friends, like I totally get it. I just have so many friends from different groups that it didn't really make sense to add that stress for me. No, I totally get it. What is kind of shifting gears into another segment? What, it, what would you say is the biggest challenge or maybe a couple of the biggest challenges that you faced over the course of your engagement in planning? I know you said you did a ton of it on your own, but if there's anything else you want to share that was like a surprise challenge or something that you found yourself getting really frustrated with. Yeah. I mean, like I mentioned like you just said, with the planning, you know, I think the main thing is that 
people always say, well, come up with a wedding budget, but you don't know what things cost when you're trying to come up with that budget. Like if my mom was saying, do you want to do professional florals or make your own centerpieces? I have no idea where that starting point is. And it's so dependent on your location, your venue type and your guest count. You know, doing three tables is a lot different than doing 10 tables. Um, so I think it's hard when people say, just figure out how much you want to spend on each thing and you have no idea what, where to start. Um, so you really have to start getting those vendor numbers first, getting a rough idea and then coming up with your budget. I know ours, we wanted to stick it around 30,000 and it definitely went over. But there are also things I didn't want to give up um, at all that I thought were just, you know, little things that would make a big difference in this space because you're basically decorating an empty room. So you do need to have a little bit more for making sure there's a cohesive theme, making sure there's enough decor so that it doesn't look too empty. Uh, so I would say finding that perfect medium was definitely the hardest thing. I mean, dress shopping is a whole other issue. <laughs> if that counts as something that was frustrating or kind of unexpected, um, I'm crazy. I tried on 53 dresses. That's probably not normal, but I had a very specific vision in my mind on what I wanted it to look like. And I really wanted a Galia Lahav dress, which I'm sure you know is the trendiest designer right now. It's what every celebrity wears. It's the most beautiful dresses, but they're also running about you know $15,000 starting. So I was trying to find something that looked really similar to the one I wanted from her, but wasn't by her. So I went to literally 13 stores, over three days, all day, each day. It was a huge effort. And it was actually as much as, I don't know, the media or movies want to promote that trying on wedding dresses is like a stress-free dream. It definitely wasn't for me. Uh, I was getting really frustrated and I actually didn't find my dress until the very last store. So that um, it's frustrating when you have a certain vision and you're not finding it, I think is the main takeaway here, but I'm saying that it is worth it to try more stores. I know a lot of brides can get frustrated and be like, okay, I'll just get that one. You know, it's, I kind of like it the best, but if you just look a little bit harder or try maybe stores in a different city or something, I think people can always find their dream dress. And what was that moment like when you finally did try on that last one? Did you know right away or did you go home and think about it for a couple of days? What was that like? I pretty much knew right away. Also, because when you're trying on these samples, you know, they usually have to clip you because they're just a big one size sample. And this dress, the sample fit me perfectly, which none of them had at any other store. Um, so I really got to see what it would really look on like on me in that size, like it fit perfect. And it was really everything I wanted pretty much. And I tried on maybe five or six dresses at that same store afterward. And none of them compared, like that was by far my favorite from that store and any other trying on immediately. Awesome. What was your alterations process like? It was really convenient because the store, um, they only have three stores in the country and they have a dedicated alterationist in each city. So it wasn't at the bridal boutique, but I had to take it to her shop 
and I took it about four months in advance, you know, tried it on. It was pretty minor because I really just needed the length. Um, and this, the sleeves were those kind where it looks like a mesh nude sheer fabric on the sleeve. Um, so there's like a lace detail overlay. So it kind of looks like the lace is like floating on your arm. Um, that just needed to be tightened so that it would look really tight and like the rhinestones and everything were just kind of floating. So they weren't really heavy alterations and it was really easy. I went back over to try it on and I think she made one more tweak and then I got it. That's huge. Buying a dress that fits you well right off the get-go is such a game changer. Yeah, the quality was really good. Like it, it really didn't need much. Even I didn't even really need jewelry because the dress was so spectacular. Oh, lucky you. Awesome. <laughs> In hindsight, so I kind of combined um these a couple of these last questions. I feel like we've already hit on your biggest surprise and unexpected part of planning. But I would love to know in hindsight, is there anything that you would have done differently that you look back now and just wish that you had done a little tweak or done a little something different? Aside from not hiring a photographer for rehearsal dinner, sometimes I feel like the pavilion space was too big for this size wedding that I had. So they didn't really have any diagrams or pictures or videos that really showed, okay, this is the guest count these people had. This is the amount of tables that went in and really what it looked like. So I did feel like actually the space was way too big for only the nine or so tables that I had. So in my pictures, I'm like, wow, there's just a lot of empty space, especially when we're doing our first dance, the dance floor was in the middle. I can see, you know, this 360 degree view and maybe I needed to like fill the space more, decorate a little more, have less people at each table so I could have more tables. But that really is so small. And I think I'm pretty much the only person that thought that because I actually asked people afterwards and they like didn't even know what I was talking about. So I think brides can get in their heads about, oh, I should have done this, but literally nobody notices. Um, the other thing was I kind of had like, a snafu with my makeup artist. Um, she did my trial perfectly with what I wanted, but she did not do that on my wedding day. And she tried to do a really light natural look with like barely any makeup. And I had to, when she left, I actually had to like redo it all. So I don't know if it would be like more communication with her or maybe trying a few more other makeup artists, but she was already the second one I did a trial with. Um, and I don't know what happened there, but definitely maybe like communication and inspiration looks emailed to her up to the day or something like that. I would have done, but yeah, you know, a lot of the setup ourselves, and I did the centerpieces myself and just stuck to professional floral for the garland that went over the chapel arch and the arch behind the sweetheart table. Um, even though that was really stressful, I would probably do that again. Um, but yeah, I was so like, so particular about the details and I spent so much time, like many tears after work, after my real job, trying to <laughs> figure all this stuff out, um, especially in that last six month period, um, lots of time and stress spent, but because I did that, there really wasn't any problems on the wedding day. I love to hear that. <laughs> 
Um, and then to wrap it all up and bring us full circle, can you, and I think, think you kind of already alluded to this, but can you share your favorite memory or just a couple of moments that really, really stand out to you when you look back on everything? Yeah, I would definitely say uh, the first look, like I mentioned, because I really love that moment you guys get before the ceremony and before you're getting 200 people coming up to you and talking to you. I understand why brides don't want to do it sometimes, but I think if you do it, you won't regret it. Um, It was just really special. And we have those photos of just that, you know, like seeing stars in each other's eyes, just dreamy and you know, it's a wedding. So like, we're not used to seeing each other like dressed up like this. And it was just really special. I think I just liked that we really made the wedding our own. A lot of people just do things that their parents want them to do or their friends suggest, and they get pressured and do a lot of aspects they don't really want to do. And I just think you have to make it your own. Like when you look back, you want it to be just about you two. Um, and not about other people. Like I didn't want, you know, wedding favors. I didn't want a late night menu. I didn't want really a first dance with parents necessarily. Like I didn't want a garter toss. I just wanted to really make this about our preferred way that the day went and everyone, you know, all our guests, even weeks after were like, that was the best wedding I've ever been to. We wanted to keep it short and not stuffy and just kind of be about spending time with our friends and not about all this exterior expectation. Yeah. And I just loved how relaxed it was while also being upscale and glamorous and, you know, a more high-end wedding. I think that combo is pretty rare. That makes perfect sense. And good for the two of you for sticking to that and not wavering at all. Yeah, it was hard because man, when you have a wedding, (laughs) When you're engaged, people sure love to give you their opinions. (laughs) So true. (laughs) Everything you shared was amazing. And I know it's going to be incredibly valuable to anyone who's just getting started or feeling frustrated with everyone and their opinions or, Mm -hmm. you know, doubting whether or not they're making the right decisions. So I can't thank you enough for spending this time here sharing all of your experiences, the good and the bad are not even bad, maybe just not so good. I can't believe how many dresses you tried on. That's I know, crazy. I'm, I'm crazy. There's probably no one that's trying on more dresses than me, but you know what? It paid off. Hey, you found the perfect one and that's all that matters. Yes. Thank you so much. For a complete written recap and to see their beautiful wedding photos, I've linked to a complete article that features Emma and Drew's incredible wedding celebration, and you'll find that link in the show notes whenever you have a hands-free moment. And to wrap up this week's show, I would absolutely love to hear from you. Whether it's about a planning challenge or a question that you're facing, a post-wedding day recap that you'd like to share, or simply maybe you have requests for upcoming show topics, you can send in a voicemail to the show by visiting weddingplanningpodcast.co slash contact. 
in your message, please be sure to leave your name and email address so that I can reach you for follow-up. I would absolutely love to share more stories like Emma's, but I do need your participation in order to do that. So pretty, pretty please make it a priority to visit weddingplanningpodcast.co slash contact and be in touch with your ideas. Until then, take good care and we'll talk again next week, same time, same place. When it's time to grocery shop for the week, do you go online and search for a generic shopping list that a total stranger wrote so that you know what to buy? No, you open your fridge, take inventory of what you like to eat, what you need and what you want, and you make your own list. Why then are you still using free wedding checklists that you found on Pinterest to guide what's included in your unique wedding celebration? I have a secret. There's an all new way to plan your wedding, a more personalized approach that puts you, your values, and your priorities in the center of the planning process and gives you the confidence to make decisions based on what you truly want versus what that free wedding checklist is telling you you should do. To learn more about my revolutionary digital wedding planning package and sign up for a free three-day trial, visit wedpodcast.com. Together, we're going to experience a magical process of tapping into your intuition combined with smart, down-to-earth strategy, and we're going to create an unforgettable wedding celebration that's a perfect reflection of you. Become a member today when you visit wedpodcast.com. I can't wait to see you there. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.